Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukenen. Praise the Lord. He is risen. Well, I, I, I've been talking about the resurrection and the crucifixion of Jesus at school, and so we've been talking about, a bit about it. And so there's also always lots of questions, and, you, and then you talk, and you've been talking, and then they go and they, well, what, what is a crucifixion? Oh, that's what I've been talking about. But <laughs> so lots of repeating and lots of talking about it. And, uh, and, and of course, when we're reading things, they want inquiring minds want to know. And inquiring minds starts at five and six years old. <laughs> and they really want to know. So you'll read something, and always there's lots of questions about things. So we're reading about how when Jesus died, that the, there was an earthquake, and then and the, and it, it was dark in the middle of the day. And then the kids are like, why was it dark in the middle of the day? And so we have these discussions, and, and the kids come from different backgrounds. So they have some kids know different things. Some kids know, ha have other, they've been reading the Bible since they were very young. And so they have, and some don't know. And, and, and so, and we were having this discussion about, you know, this, the, why was it dark? And one, uh, one of my little girls raised her hand, and she said, well, Jesus is the light, and he died, and then there was no light in the earth. And, <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds about right. <laughs> I'll go with your answer. But <laughs> and, and just, these, just these understandings, you can understand things. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. Revelation is for everyone. And in 1 John, it says this. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in the same, the beginning with God. And, and the same, in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was the light, and the life was the light of men. This light that was snuffed out for but a moment, flamed again. Amen. It flamed again. He rose again. Amen. And he decided not to just keep that light, Amen. but give it to us. That we are this light. That we are going out into the darkness and shining in dark places. And we don't have to be afraid. We can know what we need to know to do what we need to do. So we're going to go to first, uh, first Corinthians here in one. I'm just going to go through some things here in Corinthians this morning. This is who we are. I thank God in verse four, it says in first Corinthians one, it says, I thank God. I thank my God at all times for you because of the grace, the favor and spiritual blessing of God which was bestowed on you in Jesus Christ. It was, it was bestowed on you. His grace, everything who he was, was given to us. And we just have to receive it. 
and we just have to say yes. And it's always unfolding and always coming forth from us so that we can deliver to other people. This is there for us, but not just for us. It's for that person that we prayed just a few moments ago. And for that person who hasn't heard about Jesus that you're going to speak to tomorrow. So that in him, in every respect, you were enriched in full power and readiness of speech to speak your faith and complete knowledge and illumination to give you full insight into its meaning. When we go out and we go and talk, never should be a born-again Christian's language. I can't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Oh no, how am I going to, what am I going to do? We know the answer. The answer is not an answer to a quiz question. The answer is Jesus. The answer is a person. It's who he is. And we read, Jesus is the word. The word that we speak. We have him inside us. We have the answer. And when we speak it, we have to know something different about what you speak. There's something different about what you speak than to what someone else speaks. When you have Jesus on the inside of you, you have words for people. You have power to deliver it to people. This is who you are in him. That when you go, you're his representative. And I preached before that you have the ministry of reconciliation, that you're bringing people to God in your language, in your words, in the things that you say. But I don't believe that. Well, um, that's not what it says here. That is not what it says about us. We know the answer. We have the answer. We're enriched. We're not living in a desert. That some Christians would say, oh, I'm having my desert moment, and I'm, going, I'm waiting to get to the promised land. That is not the truth about who we are. We're not in the promised land. We're walking in the life of Jesus. We don't need a promised land. We don't need a desert. We need Jesus. That, and we got him. So we don't need to go walk into some desert and have an experience so that we can get to know him better. You don't have to suffer, suffer, suffer like Jesse Duplantis calls it. That's your choice. You can. You can suffer if you want to, but Jesus suffered for us. We're celebrating what he did. He suffered on the cross. It was really bad. In my class, I said he got, he had, he got really bad owies. And I'm like, not the little finger, the, the little splinter that you have. I'm sorry, that really hurts. Because they come and they tell me about their little owies. And I get a lot. And I'm very sympathetic. But Jesus got really big owies. He got, he got worse. And so I'm just making it very clear to them that we can manage. <laughs> we can manage with our little owie. We can so that in him and in every, in every respect, you were enriched. Do you have everything you need? 
Yes, according to what it says here, you have everything you need. But but I don't have that. Are you going to believe your situation? Do you believe what you see? Or do you believe what God's word says? It has to change. It has to change. God is a good God. He has called you to something great. He doesn't just boot you out of the car and say, go for it. (laughs) You figure it out. He's the answer. He has the answer. And he has enriched us. And we don't have to make things happen. But he shows us what to do and how to do it. He shows us. He shows us what to say. And we can depend on him. We can depend on him moving in and through us to help us. That we have readiness of speech, which means that you can speak and say what you need to say in the moment you need to say it, and you have the right words. We've been talking about hope this morning. Can you hope this scripture works for you? I'm going to go out tomorrow. You're going to go out tomorrow. We're all going to go out tomorrow. We're going to actually go out from this church. We're going to go, we're going to go do something. You're going to maybe see some family. Easter time, we celebrate with family. And you have that so-and-so. And you never know what to say to them, but you do. But you do. But every time I say something, they freak out. So what? So what? If you're delivering the word sometime, it's going to freak out people. Jesus freaked people out. He freaked those scribes and Pharisees right out. And they were angry and they were mad. Why would you expect anything different? I don't understand. No, people are going to freak out because they don't know him. That light that we have is lighting our way. But I've noticed when my way is lit, there's things that crawl in the darkness and scurry everywhere and don't like the light and run and hide. Those kinds of things are out there and they're actually in other people. Yeah. But what's great is you can turn it on and people learn to love it and, and, and like it. In this way, our witnessing concerning Christ, the Messiah, was confirmed and established and made sure in you. Someone talked to you about Jesus. I spoke a couple weeks, a few weeks ago, that someone ministered uh, reconciliation to you. Someone talked to you about Jesus and something happened in you. Do you remember that moment? I remember that moment. It was, it wasn't an earthquake and it wasn't like the, the sky didn't go dark. But what I know is this, that something changed. I, who was dead, was alive. All of a sudden, I had resurrection life and resurrection power inside of me. And I noticed it. I noticed it. I remembered it because I was like five. I don't even know how old I was. I was five or so. But I remember that moment. It was an important moment because I knew that I was changed. And I can go back to that time and know 
I am different. I, I am not that old person. I am a new person in Christ Jesus. And I have everything I need. I'm enriched. I can speak to people what they need to hear. I know when I have the answer. Have you talked to people and you're just, all of a sudden they say the thing that you needed to hear? We are that person that are speaking the things that people need to hear. And we're sowing those words, sowing those words of life into others because he is the word. But they freaked out, blah, blah, blah. But the word was planted. There was a word. And Jesus went in their ears. And Jesus can do a work. He did a work in you. He can do a work in your friend. He can do a work in your relative. He can do a work in a stranger. That you are not falling behind or lacking in any spiritual endowment or Christian grace. You're not lacking. You're not lacking. You don't need Pastor Gwen to sit beside you to witness to your friend. You are more than enough. Because you've got Jesus sitting inside you. Jesus, could, you know what? When he was on the earth, that was probably the least effective he was. He did what he did was on the cross was super important. But when he was sitting and talking to Peter, he wasn't sitting and talking to John sometimes. But now he's sitting and talking with you. And he's sitting and talking with us. And he's sitting and the ability it, that he has in us is exponential. Exponential. Are we going to allow it to work? Are we going to allow what he did on the cross to work in us so that we could be him, his representatives in this earth? There's a people out here that need him. And they need to know him. And we have what they need and we're enriched, and we're empowered, and we have the words to say to them. We have everything that we need to go do this. And he, um, I'm going to go back, that you are not falling behind or lacking in anything. Have you said that? I feel like I'm just not catching up. <laughs> I feel like, oh, I feel like if I just had this piece right here, But then you're looking at outside circumstances and outside things to fit into an empty puzzle piece when it's already filled with him. And you just have to go. You're not falling behind in any special spiritual endowment or Christian grace. You're not falling behind in anything. Maybe if I just pray more, Maybe if I read my Bible more. Maybe if I do, if I spend time at church more. These are all good things. But they are not going to equip us like he equips us. And they're super important. Like the more words you know, the, the greater it is. But also too, I've met people that the more they know, it's not greater for them. Because <laughs> it's, they, it's like 
Jesus is the word, and they know about him, but they don't know him. Like, I know my husband. I don't know about him. I can know facts and things. People, but I know him because I've spent time with him. I really get to know my students because I spend time with them. I know what they need to know, and I've tested them, and I've talked with them. I've spent hours with them, so I, and, and I know what they need to know to get to succeed and do well. I know them because I've spent time with them. But if I have to read my Bible and I have to pray, you know when someone's with you and they don't want to be with you. don't really enjoy spending time with that person like you want when you enjoy someone you want to be with them no one's twisting your arm and making you he knows I'm talking to my students about you know God knowing our heart you know he knows our heart where people look out the outward appearance and Samuel it talks about looking at the outward appearance, but God looks at our hearts. So it, doesn't, it didn't look quite right, right, but he knows your heart. Oh, that kind of looked messy, but he knows your heart. He knows you. And we have an opportunity to know him, to know him and who he is. While you wait and watch, for the coming of, I'm going to go back, I'm going to say, you're not lacking and falling behind or, uh, or lacking in any special spiritual endowments or Christian grace, the reception of which is to the power of the divine grace operating in your souls by the Holy Spirit. He's at operation in you. While you wait and watch, constantly living in hope, We can hope in what he's done, and we can hope in his coming again. He's coming for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and his being made visible to all. This is a, like, we have this hope that he is coming again someday. Oh, that's going to be exciting. People long ago, when they, when he wrote this, when Paul wrote this, people really believed that Jesus was coming back right away. But he didn't. You just time travel back and say, hey, I'm in the 2022. He's not back yet. They'd be a little surprised in shock. They had an intensity that he was coming back. And we do, we do have an intensity. He's coming back. But probably not today. But he is coming back. There's things that have been promised. There's revival that has been promised in in words and and prophecies that have not yet come but he is his word and what he promises he does and he is coming back he promised that he would come and he fulfilled that he promised that he's coming again he's gonna fulfill that it's like there's some conversations to have with my children about that because they have a lot of questions that I don't have the answer to <laughs> as they ask about the nitty-gritty of things. I just know he's coming back again, and I'm going to be so happy and thrilled, and he's not going to look 
like you saw him on the cross in that statue. He's going to come back victorious. He's not going to be emancipated, like emaciated Jesus on the cross. He's not that. Eyes a flame of fire. Hair white, like just like powerful coming. Sword for a mouth in his, his tongue. Wow. What is that going to look like? Wow, we could get stuck on that and miss the picture that we have hope that he's coming back again. And also this urgency that there's a lot of people that need to know him, that need to get to know him. He's going to be made visible to all. And I want to, you know, I do know him, but I want more to know him. So that when they come, when he comes, they're like, hey, Jesus, I know him. <laughs> and not, what is that? <laughs> I don't want anyone scared of him. <laughs> and he's not scary. He's not the scary sort. But it will be if you don't know him. And he will establish you to the end. Keep you steadfast. Give you strength. Guarantee your vindication. He will be your warrant against all accusation or indictment so that you will be guiltless and irreproachable in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Why do we care now what people say? Why do we care now? Admittedly, care. <laughs> I have cared when someone had said something bad about me because someone did say something bad about me. And I'm sure that someone has said something bad about you. And I spend a lot of time at my job in kindergarten talking to and working out what's been said to other people. And wouldn't you know, it doesn't end in kindergarten. <laughs> that book, all I really needed to know I learned in kindergarten, very applicable. But people, 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 that's what's stopping us. That's why more are not saved, because we care too much. Because if we go out there, and leave it all out there, they might not like us. Chances are if they don't, they might not. They might not. But we are equipped. We have his power. We have this ability. And the people who like Jesus followed him. And they asked him questions. And they wanted to spend time with him. There are those people in your life too. There are those people that want to spend time with you. There are those people, those people that follow you. Know them. Know them that they're attracted to what's inside you. And you have what they need. And you can say the words that will help them. You can because he said so. He said so. And I believe it. Do you believe it? 
He will establish you to the end and keep you steadfast. Oh, this always happens to me. Can't seem to get it. Uh. Steadfast. He makes you steadfast. Allow him to make you steadfast. Don't let you be steadfast because it's not going to work. But if you let him be the steadfast for you, it will work. It has to because he will give you strength. He gives you strength. I don't think I can make it. Okay. But I want to believe the word in my life. I have more than enough to get me through today and tomorrow and have more than enough to give to other people. We can be steadfast. We can be immovable. We can be strong. We can, ha we can be the ones that are standing there. And while everything's going crazy around us, we can be strong and we can have strength and we can help others. And we can say, hey, I know this person. I know Jesus who can help you be strong, who can help give you strength. It's good. It's good news. God is faithful. He's faithful. We can have hope in what he says. We can have faith in what he says. We can believe it and know it's true. You know when, just like you know when someone's spending time with you and is really there and present with you and not just doing it because it's the next thing on the list to check off, just as you know that, you can know his word and what it means to you. Just like I know a person. I know his word. And when I know his word, I'm knowing him. I know him because he is his word. He doesn't lie. He's faithful. He does what he said he would do. We are celebrating him today because he, said he did what he said he would do, that he rose again. They didn't really believe him when he said it. Like, he actually told them, like, quite recently before it happened. But yet still shocked that it happened. Shocked that it happened. But we don't have to be because Jesus is coming again soon. And that's going to be exciting. Oh, it's now? <laughs> God is faithful and therefore every, ever true to his promise and he, and he can depend on, be depended on by him you were called into companionship and participation with his son Jesus Christ our Lord I love that that just not friends but participating you know, have you ever gotten participation in gym? Like you, you participated, but it was bad. But you participated. You did it. You didn't excel, but you participated. That you had to do something. You had to do something. I've taught the older grades in gym, and they just kind of stand around. The girls that just stand around, They're like, move when the ball comes so the ball doesn't hit them. But, you know, participate, actually go after the ball and kick it. Maybe it goes in the wrong direction, but hey, that's okay. Participated. Doing something. 
So he's not just our friend, our companion, someone, and a companion sits with you. He's sitting in us. You talk to one another. You talk and you do stuff together. Just like you go and, uh, like, I'll go with Ari for a walk. Do stuff. You do stuff with him. You're taking him. And you're doing stuff with him. And you know what the kind of stuff that he wants to do? Is to go share about him. He wants to go get more companions. He wants to have more people hanging out with him. That's what he really likes to do. Because he knows that if you have that friend, I know him. Things work out when you know that person. <laughs> I know him. He's, I know him. But not just looking afar, I know him in here. But I and urge and entreat you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in perfect harmony and full agreement in what you say, and that there's no dissensions or factions or divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in your common understanding and of your opinions and judgments. Oh, I'm sure we're here. We're here. We're there. Why? Because Jesus said so. And we can know what to say, right? Because it said before there that we can know what to say, that we can be in perfect harmony. <laughs> if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> Jesus called us to be in unity, not just with him, but with each other. And if we were, we would get a lot more accomplished together with him. Because there's a world out here that needs us. We're going to be in unity when we go to the car-free day. Just showing love. Just showing love to the community. It, can you imagine if there was a fight you know when a fight's around, everyone's like, they don't want to look, but they do. They do look. Just like when I'm talking to someone, all of a sudden, a private conversation has five little ears. What are they saying? What did he do? What's going on? None of your business. <laughs> Just like it's none of our business. <laughs> but... We're here working together. We're here working together. And it's a, it can be fun. Just like we can get to know him and get to know him on an authentic level, not just forced to, but be together and get to know one another on a real level, not just a superficial level. Like I said hi to them and I hugged them. But get to know them. We're praying for one another. We're standing for one another. I know that if I told someone that I had an issue, which I don't, <laughs> that people would come and say, hey, and speak the word to me. I will pray for you. What, would you, what are you believing for? Let me stand in agreement with you. That's the kind of people we have here. That's the kind of people that are here. And that's good news. And so he's addressing a problem because they're like, this is me. No, this is me. Like, they're all really concerned about who baptized them. But really, 
I'm not concerned because I didn't go in the cold water. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> so they've got different clubs of who baptized who when really it's not about that. Like it's like he's like, I, I just, I read this sometimes and you're like, I'm just glad it wasn't me. Like, you know, reading through this. But I'm sure I've done something similar in some respect. But just nitpicky about things when really it doesn't matter. If we know Jesus, we know Jesus. For Christ sent me, in verse 17, not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom or words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved is the power of God. It seems rather crazy what happened on the cross. Did you know that when people looked at the cross, they saw ugly thing? They saw capital punishment or whatever. They saw death. You were bad. You got this. You're crucified. So everyone who was bad up to Jesus was crucified. But Jesus transformed the cross to be not something that people looked at and thought, oh, that's so terrible. To, oh, that saved my life. He turned something that was a bad thing into a good thing. A thing that saves everyone. God uses things and changes things and makes things different. He does that. He makes new. He made you new. So that cross... When I said, I didn't even know about the cross when I accepted Jesus. I just, Jesus, hey, uh, do you want to know Jesus? Yes, I do. That sounds great. Very simple message. Very simple message. Jesus loves you. He died for you. Do you want to know him? Do you want him to come and live in your heart? Yes. And then something happened that day. Something happened that day. And something that was a capital punishment became something that transforms lives. And that's what God can do. There are situations and circumstances in your life that you're looking at. And you're saying, oh, look at this mountain. And then you're like, oh, I better say, say to the mountain, okay, be removed. You know, okay, I'm going to do that. Okay, do that. Okay, but it's still there and I still see it. What's going on? Look at all these circumstances. Ah! But if God can make the cross what he made it, what can he do in your life? What, what is he going to turn around and make new in your life? If you allow him. He can transform and change circumstances. He can make things different. He can make you not see the baby, t the, the stub toe, which is sometimes what it is. It's like the big thing that's throbbing at the moment. But it's not going to be throbbing next week. It's not the thing that's important next week. Like if you think about when you were a teenager, what was consuming your time and what was so terrible 
then, it was really terrible then. You know, you were like, oh no, you spent, you spent hours crying in your room, you got the eyes and like, like the red all around, and it was so horrible, it was so horrible. We don't even remember it. What was that? What kept us in our room for hours crying on end? I don't know. Maybe someone said that they didn't like your haircut. You know, like, <laughs> who knows what it was? But it was something that bothered, and it didn't need to. Because we go back up here and where it says that people are going to say things. But who is our vindicator? Who is the one who's going to say, that's not the truth about this person? That's not the truth about you. That's not the truth. Why does it matter now or why does it matter later? It doesn't. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, unto the Greeks, foolishness, but to them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. There are people out here that want to know him. And you don't know who wants to know him until you start talking about him. Because then you find out, hey, and all of a sudden they have your ear. Tell me more. What are you talking about? What's going on? I will say this, that my students are the quietest during devotion time when we're talking about Jesus. And they're really listening. And I know they're really listening because they want to know more. There's someone that wants to know more. But they don't know you know until you tell them. You have to tell them. They don't know, you're a, you don't, they don't know who you know until you start talking. I, I had, when I was in New York, there was this one guy, and he's now a principal of a Christian school somewhere up there, somewhere in BC. And I was sitting with some people at a table, and they're like, just like, oh, I hope he doesn't sit beside me again. He's just going to talk about Jesus. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we got along, we, we, were, we, we had great fun, but he was very, very an evangelist. And so he, that was always what he talked about. And so uh, he didn't care. And there were some people that didn't like, and, <laughs> and uh, they didn't like him. But you know what? He didn't care. He still talked to them. And it made me go, oh, I haven't been talking enough, have I? I haven't. They don't know that I know him. They sure know that he knows him. Because he's, but they don't know that I know him. Don't rely on another friend to tell, to share him. I'm just going to get ready to have communion today. but I just wanted to read this. It's down a little further. It says in verse, let's see. I want to read it all, but twenty-eight. And God also selected, deliberately chose what was in the world is lowborn and insignificant 
and branded and treated it with contempt, even the things that are nothing, that he might dispose of and bring to nothing the things that are, so that no mortal man should have pretense for glorifying and boasting in the presence of God. But it is from him that you have life in Jesus Christ. That day when it went dark and the light was snuffed out for but a moment, we were part of that darkness there. We created that darkness that was there. But out of that sprung life and light. And then he shared it with us. Shared it with us. Shared it with us. Just like, mine. You know those people? It's mine. I'm not going to share it. That was not him. I did all the work. I should get all the credit. I And he does get all the credit, but... He shared it. He didn't want to keep it to himself. We shouldn't keep it to ourselves. We should share it with others. But it is from him that you have the life of Christ. You have your life in Christ, in Jesus, whom God has made our wisdom from God, not from this world not from the things that this world holds important, not from this, thing, this world that the, that the world cares about. That's not important. In fact, it's far from it. It's the opposite. From God, revealed to us the knowledge of the divine plan of salvation, previously hidden, manifesting itself as our righteousness, thus making us upright and putting us in right standing with God and our consecration, making us pure and holy. A cross that was used to just kill murderers and bad people all of a sudden became the open door for holiness and righteousness and purity, and cleanness to not just be upon him, but upon us. We're holy, that we're pure, that there's no sin in us, cannot be found, completely gone, erased. Redemption, providing our ransom for eternal penalty, penalty for sin. So then it is written, let him who boasts and proudly rejoices and glories, boasts and proudly rejoices and glories in the Lord. And that's what we're going to do this morning. Shalane, I'd like you to come on up. We're going to have communion now. If you're with us online, you can have those elements and get those ready. Just you can go back to Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians 1, 31. And think about this. And 30. 30 and 31. That we're going to remember that we can boast. Openly rejoice. 
that our Savior, who was dead, is now alive. And not only that, alive in us. That as we, we look and we, we're going to take the elements in a little bit, we can remember that his blood makes us holy. That his blo blood consecrates us, separates us, makes us something new. Puts us in this place where our sin is remembered no more. That's a good thing. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.